Just a quick FYI, they're swearing in this episode. Hi everybody, my name is Misha, aka Refilling My Wallet. And my name is David. And this is Finance Fails and Cocktails. What are we drinking today? So we got this new seltzer from Target. It's called Fruit Smash, and it's made with real raspberry juice and natural flavors. I don't know if I like it. Yeah, it's quite terrible. I think I can fix it, though. How's that? I'm going to try next week to make a cocktail from this, and I think I think I can convince you that you'll like it. Eh, just got to spruce it up a little bit. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, right now it's not great. But, you know, <laughs> no no shade to Fruit Smash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all the drinks can't be great. They cannot. So, anything new? Anything popping this week? You're going to Mexico. I am going to Mexico. Um, oh, there is a huge thing. So, I remember last episode I talked about how I felt like it was time to tell our friends because we were going viral. Well, you were going viral <laughs> on TikTok with yep. the We Still Like Each Other um, video that they posted of, of our interview. So I told my friends, um, I so maybe they're listening, or at some point maybe they'll be listening. Maybe they've <laughs> got to get through like 13, now 14 episodes. Um, but I told them, um, I feel like I... I hadn't told my friends about this because this was a very like vulnerable part of my life, you know, finances in general when I started the page. And when I started the page, it it was mostly just to like keep myself accountable and to like track, you know, what I'm doing. And I didn't think it would grow to this point where there's over 12,000 people following me, where we have a podcast with, you know, we're on episode 14 we've been on people's podcasts we've been on people's podcasts like it's um i just had my first sponsored post on instagram so like it was getting it's getting very big and it (laughs) felt like i was getting to the point where it's like okay this is a huge part of your life like it's time to tell people who actually care about you which one of our friends did find out Right before we told him, yeah. So she, the, because of the video, so like <laughs> her sister-in-law sent her the video and was like, "Don't you know these people?" <laughs> and I was like, and they first saw it and they were like, "What? No," because they just were seeing Stephanie and she was like, "No, I don't know this person." <laughs> and then like you know, fifteen seconds into that that TikTok, it's you and me popping up, and <laughs> uh, she's like, "Oh my gosh, what what is this?" So. <laughs> Um, it's it's exciting. Cats out of the bag. I'm glad, and they were all really happy for me, which is nice. Um, and you know, to be expected, like yeah, they're they're my, good friends. They're good friends. <laughs> they're good friends. Um, they probably are going to hear some of these stories and be shocked, though. Like they're they're not going to have any idea that we one were in a hundred and four thousand dollars in debt. Were were <laughs> <laughs> we paid off over fifty six grand, and they're going to have no idea of like the the time in california where we were like really struggling um because we just were like yeah we'll figure it out because we weren't really struggling because we had credit cards to fund the (laughs) life struggle (laughs) well we didn't appear glory we weren't my glory days (laughs) were you not there (laughs) apparently i was in a different reality than you (laughs) we were not struggling externally I see. So, like, you know, we're showing up to brunch, uh-huh. and oh, yeah. we're buying shots, and <laughs> <laughs> not often, though. It's expensive to buy shots in San Diego. Eh. Okay, big money over here. <laughs> um, so, I wanted to start with an other people's business, which normally we end with other people's business, but this one is special because we had a listener or follower or listener and follower, um... Come send us an email, and they want us to weigh in on their life. <laughs> we'll try not to be too brutal. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever are interested in having us be in your business, um, <laughs> feel free to send us an email. It's refillingmywallet at gmail.com. It's uh, nice. It's nice, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty straightforward. But um, yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. You ready? Yep. Okay. We 
we were a newly we wow 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 i'm doing great i can't even read (laughs) we were a newly married couple my husband at the time and i were in a big financial bind we borrowed three thousand dollars from a couple friend so like that's two people who are in a couple yeah (laughs) um i tried over the years to start saving to pay them back but my now ex-husband would drain the savings on bullshit purchases regularly we are now divorced and the friends we borrowed from are in the process of divorcing my ex was friends with the husband and the wife and i are still very good friends the money mainly was from the husband as he made more money um, than the wife my conundrum is what do i pay back i want to pay my friend back but i'm also angry that my ex didn't contribute at all but benefited from the loan should i just pay my friend back the whole three thousand or do i pay just her half i don't know how i feel and don't want to be a cheapskate friend i will not pay her ex in my mind my ex and her ex can deal with that part amongst themselves interesting there's a lot to this one there is a lot to this one so what are your thoughts so you know me i got my follow-up questions hopefully you can answer them so the the she knows the money came from the guy friend so i think how it works is like they're a married couple okay he probably makes a substantial amount more so really it was like quote his money but like they were married, so it's so it's they there together. Finances, they probably had combined like, finances, yeah. Okay, all right. When I first heard that, I was like, well, "Forget paying her friend who is a girl back if it came directly from this guy." But okay, so it sounds like it was shared finances. He just made more, so I mean, he sort of like gave. Yeah. It okay. Ooh, that's weird. And a like perfect world, it'd be awesome if they could each just her and her ex husband be like. 1500 each that's their part um but it doesn't sound like that is going to be the case so i honestly this is probably what i would do i would stick to the 1500 that's my half um i think for two reasons one because then you know you paid your half back right and then two it, it, i feel like it makes you look better if he doesn't hold up his end of the bargain of the 1500 at least you can sit there and say you know what i made my contribution back to them you know i don't think it's fair for her to owe the three grand especially if she was trying to do that and he kept ruining it we are on different sides of this okay i feel like she should just pay her friend three thousand dollars and whatever her friend does with that money is on her friend at that point because she she initially borrowed the money from them and it was three thousand dollars one technically they aren't divorced yet the other couple that they borrowed the money from Mm. so i i am not a lawyer um but i caution like giving someone money when they're not divorced yet because what then becomes still the other person's property now i'm not saying that you should be petty i mean (laughs) maybe i I feel like I might hold if you wanted to give the money solely to your friend you should hold off for them to be finalized on their divorce and that's I right. feel like $3,000 is that's the that was the initial amount whether her ex-husband pays half or not whether it came from the other person or not that's not a question to me it's like okay you give 3k and now the rest is in your friend's hand uh, I think that's what I told her you disagree yeah I do Go ahead. Uh, like I said, it's just it's just not. I don't know. I I like my answer, but at the same time, like you guys together took that money from your friends, and you were together. So I guess that was the decision that you were with somebody who was not responsible. But if 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 her ex wasn't gonna pay the money when they were together, um, I feel like the anger that she has, or you know, irritation or whatever, towards her ex um not paying the money and not contributing the money shouldn't overshadow the fact that she owes her friend three thousand dollars because what if she never gets that three thousand dollars back what if she only gets 1500 from her friend and they never get the other 1500 back yeah what if the husband ex-husband did pay it back though and then they ended up with six grand 
back so? instead of <laughs> that's a high interest loan <laughs> but only one of them are each are getting okay so if someone if we if someone owed us okay let's say last year someone gave us we gave someone three thousand dollars now our finances are are split and they say here Misha, here's fifteen hundred dollars do i give you half <laughs> um I mean, we're still married, so this is kind of a hard <laughs> question, but, like... I see what you're saying. You know, like, if, well, if one guess... of our close friends um, borrowed $3,000 from us, and then for some reason we aren't together anymore, and they give me 1500 or they give you 1500 aren't you going to be like, where is the other 1500 I don't know. If uh, I, I feel like, as the people that lent the friends the money, like, it... They weren't paying you back. I almost would have written it off at that point. If you get anything, great. So, okay, that's true. Her friends probably have been like, we are never going to see that money yeah. again. Um, just cost. because it's been a couple of years. Oh, so, it's over a couple of years. Already. Yes. So they probably aren't expecting anything. But for me, if I owed a couple money, I'd want to. I would want to clear my name from that. I would want to be like, okay. I see your point. It is sort of nice that I like that you're like, I'm going to pay my friend back, and then it's in her court. But then this sort of screwed over the other guy who you probably were friends with at the time that you borrowed the money, especially if it mainly came from him. Yeah, but what if what if the guy is trash? What if he, like... It doesn't matter. He still had the money. <laughs> I mean, listen. just because he's no, trash now? I can think, like, if one of our friends, um, if they're, they were married and they gave us money... And they got a divorce, and I hated that husband anyways. I'd be like, I don't care about him. I'm not giving him $1,500. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I, I, I see both sides. I see both sides. I see my side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm sure I do. I mean, like... Even like when we owed your dad that money for the car, I... I even if... I don't know. Even if he would have been like, ah, just don't worry about it. I think I still would have been like, here, you were giving you the whole amount back. And I know it's... Yeah, because we had the intention when we took that to pay it back. So for me, it's kind of like, okay, you borrowed this, give it back. I don't yeah, not I mean, giving it back the, to the ex, yeah, You're though. probably right, though, that her ex-husband's probably not going to do anything. If, if he, he wasn't didn't doing do it, it exactly. yeah. So that, that's probably true. <laughs> we just started a sentence and then stopped it at the same time. <laughs> Well, we're on the same wavelength now. <laughs> okay, so, we, you know, we were watching um, the, well, we, I watched The Tender Swindler. Um, and if you have seen it, you kind of know what it's about. So I don't want to, like, ruin it. But basically, it's about, okay, I'll, I'll like, cover it <laughs> lightly. Um, basically, this man ends up conning these women that he meets on Tinder out of a lot of money. Like, how do you say multiple grands by the tens like tens of thousands of tens of thousands of dollars and some of them (laughs) even like hundreds of thousands of dollars um found my new career path okay david (laughs) shut up lambos well basically like he's like you know funding this life with these other people's money and he's like hopping around country to country and oh it, oh wow it's a very good documentary i highly recommend it especially if you like i want to watch it now I, man i'm don't talk to me <laughs> um anyways so i was talking to one of my friends and i was like you know i think the most amount of money i could give a friend would be a thousand dollars yeah i think that is I don't even know if I could give you five thousand dollars. <laughs> well, we were talking earlier. I feel like a thousand. That I mean, that's a fair amount of money, but also it's probably depending on your financial situation. It's probably not make or break for a lot of people if you never got that back. So but if I mean, you're if you're loaning someone a thousand dollars, then you're you likely are are like able to lose it i would say that's kind of how i am if you have a thousand sitting there where you can loan it out if i'm loaning someone money i'm i'm loaning them what i'm comfortable with never seeing again yeah and i feel like a thousand dollars should be well enough to take care of whatever the situation is i don't know it depends on what's like depends on what the situation is like what if you need rent that's not going to cover a lot of people's rent um i mean cover half of it at least i know but like what if you like lost your job or something and i like i know there's all these situations and scenarios as to why you might need it or whatever but 
Um, a thousand dollars is my limit. Yeah, mine no, would be my friends, Mine's like five hundred or a thousand. My friends, please don't don't come asking me for a thousand dollars. Ten requests later, ten thousand dollars. Boom, <laughs> the con of the century. <sighs> Anyways, okay. Well, we can get into our main topic. I thought we didn't have anything to talk about, and we just talked about several things. <laughs> you have to watch the documentary. It's really good. It actually does sound interesting. You also need to watch Love is Blind. I watched season one. Okay, we're on season two now, man. Yeah. Listen, one of the guys on there, he said, I don't really believe in 401ks. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he said, I like to take risks with my money. And and I don't understand why we have to go around and buy a house and be a normal family and invest our money in our retirement. And the entire debt-free community was like, what the fuck? <laughs> we should see where this guy is in 30 years. We should see where he is now. He spends $2,000 a month on eating out. Holy smokes. That's a lot. It's a lot. Which I think that might be more than us. <laughs> yeah, ooh, I don't know. At one point, we might have been spending like 1500 probably. I don't think so. No, we didn't have $1,500 to spend on food. There's no way we spent $1,500 a month on food. I wouldn't be surprised if we did. Between groceries and eating out or just eating out? Just eating out. Just restaurants. For himself, okay, he's one yeah, person. That, that's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> um, anyways, okay. So we, I wanted to talk about um, jobs because, like, I don't know. We haven't touched on like what we do, who we are, la la, where we've come from, job wise. And I feel like we could talk about some of the mistakes that we've made. Are you ready? Yeah, you go first. Okay, okay. Well, let's open this up with the a question that's not about jobs per se but about leaving jobs have you ever quit a job and not put in a two weeks notice yes that is a targeted question <laughs> you can ask me <laughs> have you yes yeah what what job oh i get to go first yes okay so um there was uh, well it ties into another question that i want to answer but basically I've quit several jobs. It ties into other questions. I'm t- I'm asking you, <laughs> what job have you quit? Right, How you did it go? go? I want to n- tell me about your experience quitting a job with less than two weeks notice because they say you shouldn't do that. It's a bad impression. La 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 la. Uh-huh. So, well, mine actually worked out. <laughs> uh, so when we were talking about moving back here, uh, uh, from San Diego yeah. to Ohio. Sorry, from San Diego. Um, I, as our bonus period, like the week, what was it? The, it the was week like, of we were leaving. It was like a three week time period where you could have got your bonus or something. It was like a three or four week time period where your bonus could have been expected to come at any of those points. Right. And basically the week we were set to leave is when they decided to pay the bonuses. So I was really just holding out because basically I think... I don't know if at the time it was written in the policy, but after I left, I did notice if you do put in your two-week notice, they can not pay you your bonus. And your so, bonus was like how much? So anyways, so the bonus itself was like twenty-two or $2,500, and then the stock that I got as part of the bonus was like probably 1200 to uh, 1500 So you're talking three or four grand in bonuses. So basically, uh, a day? We went on a cruise. We came back, yeah, and then it was like a one-week period in between, like the cruise and like when we're supposed to leave or something. So we came back. Monday was a holiday. Yep. And Tuesday was gonna be my last day because we were leaving Wednesday or something like that. Like Thursday was your last day, and it was Tuesday that you oh, went yes. in. Yeah. So yeah, I basically uh, you gave a two-day notice. Yeah, I gave a two-day notice. I walked into my boss's office, told her, "I'm like." We're, we're moving to Ohio. And, uh, <laughs> She's like, when? I was Thursday. Like, yeah. I was like, so this is my two-day two notice. Sorry. And uh, so she started drawing up the paperwork to, like, let me go and everything. And I, she was very cool. She's like, oh, well, like, uh, do you want your bonus today? I was like, nah, I can wait. Like a fool. Yeah. I should have been like, yeah, I'll take it. So anyways, I was like, no, it's fine. You know, give it to me in two days. And, um... Because then at that point she was like, "Oh yeah, we're giving out bonuses like on Thursday or something," yeah. and I was like, "Of course you are." <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, at like twelve o'clock in the day, she called me back into her office and she's like, w- "Where are you moving to again?" And I was like, "Ohio." She's like, 
opening just came up up in our Ohio branch. This branch only has six people, and somebody literally like put in their two week notice like a week or two well, weeks before. The other very weird thing about your job is David works for an all or worked for an all online bank, Correct. except for what two branch one branch. So we have like an office in Las Vegas, but that's like where everybody works outside of San Diego. And then we have one branch in Columbus because we bought out Nationwide's banking. It's so, not Ally, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not <laughs> no. Ally. Um, so, yeah, we literally had a branch here in Columbus. And so at that point like... for like, I think it was around for a year maybe or so. And literally the like minor supervisor of the off the lead teller yes. basically put in her notice so my boss she's like are you interested in this and i was like well yeah i don't have a job lined up or anything so i was like yeah she's like david even if you don't want to freaking do this she's like take it get to ohio keep making money apply for something else so she was like so cool about it and that's because i built such a good like reputation with them <laughs> and, and that, here's my two-day notice, <laughs> two day notice. <laughs> um but yeah the, the only reason i did the two-day notice was for the bonus reasons because i knew that it would be in jeopardy if i right. told them before right no i, so don't, blame I don't usually do that i highly recommend i usually i honestly like giving like a month notice but i don't think you you're say supposed you. to do that <laughs> you you haven't had as many jobs as as me queen of jobs over here i know i only had like three in adulthood oh my gosh you're such a boomer <laughs> <laughs> i'm like gen z over here like uh, yeah they say one wrong thing i'm like bye i'm out this is my two week notice where are you going i don't care not here <laughs> so back to uh your we'll get to it we'll get to all it right, right. Uh, okay so what age were you when you got your first job like my first ever job? Your first ever job. Uh, I was oof, maybe like 12. Ew, what? I worked for the township. Uh, you already got 12 for the township? Probably, let's see, could I drive? Okay, At 12? Probably, all right, it might have been like 14 or something. It was probably 14. What's wrong with you? You can't drive at 14. <laughs> Well, no, 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 because I worked, I think, a year or two before I could drive there. So I, I think it was 14 or 15. Okay, so that puts you at, like, that's high school, right? Yeah, that's, Yeah, I think you had to be grade. in high school, so I was, I was probably a freshman. 12, David, that's fourth grade. My, that is not fourth grade. Yes, it, oh, it's sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. Okay, We're guys. all over the place here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you had to be in high school, so I was probably a freshman. Okay, so if if you're not from, like the middle of nowhere um a township is like a tiny like town basically it's like uh it's not a city it's basically like a governing body of a smaller like section of a town like for example (laughs) there could be townships within a city so like we have the city of columbus but within that there's this township that's more for like your very local area it's, and, and it's it's very specific like the township if you're a part of the township you can go to the township gym and like it's a very a small area drawn on a map and um anyway so that's what david did so what did you do for the township at 12 um, <laughs> 14 uh so basically we went around and like painted numbers on people's like curbs so your address mm-hmm. we'd paint that on there we'd pick up trash um it's very it's very much like a type of job like we're trying to get high schoolers to like see what it's like to work a job. So you'd only do four hours um, in the summer. I think you'd do like one week, you'd do two days, and then following week you do three days. So it's literally like part time. I applied for that part, job. Part time. I applied for that job. And you didn't get it. No. <laughs> I I had connections. How I known you? <laughs> Maybe I could have got the job, but uh, apparently I wasn't good enough to paint the numbers on the town. Yeah. But yeah, so I did that for like three years i think two or three years and then i remember the pay when i started it was like five dollars and 15 cents an hour oh my god it's yeah. actual child labor <laughs> um okay so that was your first that was your first job i thought your first job would have been um the lawn care mm, no nah, not really well i guess because you couldn't do that till you were 16 right uh i think i might have done that when i was like 
15 because my dad used to take me around and mow them. So I think I did that when I was 15 and then 16 I was able to do it myself. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yours. So my first like actual job, like I had babysat for kids and stuff, but my first actual job was at Steak and Shake. Oh, I remember. I was 16 and I could not drive. So I had to get dropped off and picked up. Um, Look at that cushy lifestyle. You didn't have to start working until 16. <sighs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to compare cushy I'm lifestyles. I'm child labor We're going to compare. 14. We're going to compare cushy lifestyles. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, worked at Steak and Shake, which if, if you don't know what Steak and Shake is, it's basically like, I don't know, what else could you compare Steak and Shake to? It's like if you could sit it's down like and try It's like Rockets almost without the singing. There's no singing at Johnny Rockets. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh Johnny Rockets. Yeah. That is less, that is more niche than Steak and Shake. <laughs> it's like Five Guys if you could wait tables at Five Guys. Uh, no. The food quality is like half of Five Guys. Your food quality is half of you Five Guys. You could get a meal of Steak and Shake for $4. You could get four meals of Steak and Shake for $4. <laughs> <laughs> four, four separate meals at $4. Yes, each. and then at one point they tried to do bottomless fries. And, uh, yeah. That, lost a crap ton of that money. Was bad. That didn't last Did you go there long. when you're drunk at 2 a.m.? I probably never got to work the 2 a.m. shift, but, like, you know, the high schooler kids would come in with $3 and, can I get some more fries? Can I get some more fries? Um, but I don't know how to describe Steak and Shake, but it's like a fast food restaurant, but also sit It's very, down. like, quick dining. It's like a diner, but, yeah, yeah, but it's sort a of chain like a diner. diner. Correct. With only really burgers. Yeah, um, like so, a cheese dog or something. So I would um, come home and I would smell, like, greasy steak burgers every <laughs> single night and i hated that like i felt like you could see the grease coming off of me in the shower you looked very cute in your uniform Ugh, the uniform is embarrassing first of all <laughs> it's a buttoned a white oxford shirt or buttoned down shirt a red bow tie a disgusting apron black pants and shoes that you wouldn't slip and break your ass on <laughs> so yeah i looked great um and that's, I liked being a waitress um, because it's like very fast paced and it was Did a lot of fun. Did fast? If there was, if it was busy, yes. Ah. So like Friday nights, cause like it was like near the movies. Um, so people would come in before movies or after movies and it was, a, it was a good first job for me. Um, there Why was. Why did you apply there? Like what made you want to. It was very close to my house. Like within a mile. So. I knew if I had to walk, I could. Ah, okay. Um, which I never, I never had to do. But uh, and they had like a now hiring sign up, so I worked there. I did the worst thing I did at that job. I feel bad about this to this day. Um, there was a table that I had with this couple, and I took their order, put it in the machine, and then my boss was like, "Okay, go on break," and I just left. I just went on break. I didn't say like, hey, watch this table. Hey, these people's food's going to come up. I have no idea what happened to them. Probably all at your boss. I felt so bad. Oh, I was gone for like an hour. Your breaks were an hour? <laughs> it was like 30 minutes or an hour. I don't know, but I oh, wasn't like going. a lunch break. It probably. was a lunch break. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm not going back out there. Like I, like I had realized like when I was sitting back there like, oh my God, I forgot about that table. And then I was too scared to go. I mean, it's steak and shake, so the food's supposed to come up within like eight minutes. Yeah. Um, so it just sat there. I felt like someone was gonna do something. I mean, well, they did think, eventually. Like you were pretty new. I feel like when that happened, you think your boss would no, be like, no, I was not new. Oh no, okay, that's pretty bad then. <laughs> it was. Bad. I was gonna say if you were new, it'd be like, you got any tables I need to keep an eye on? Like, no, I should have. That was on me. That was fully on me. And I'm sorry to that couple if you're listening. <laughs> One day. <laughs> okay okay next question do you have any jobs in college in college no well like not during the school year i helped my dad in the summers that's right okay we've talked about this so my college jobs um i had several college jobs did. um and this is where the story of me not putting my two weeks comes in so i feel like my first college job dining hall 
that was that had to be my last one because I stayed at the dining hall for a while. Yeah. Um, so I did do the dining hall, which was like I was I didn't get the cool job, which is the swiper. Swiper's the coolest job. I got to do smoothies, um, so I would make smoothies <laughs> for people, and I could like they didn't care if you like made your own. So I would like make my own concoctions back there, and just because nobody really like for customers or yourself for myself. Yeah, <laughs> so I had like eight smoothies every single um, what do you call it shift? Um, then I had to do salads. Salad sucked. I hate refilling salads. <laughs> um, but that was fine. And then that was that was an okay job. I lasted... Oh, wait. That's another question. So this is the shortest amount of time I've ever lasted at a job. Um, oh, I'm scared to hear this. I went... It was like... Basically, you're like doing produce prep. It really is not that is bad of a college? job. This is in college. Okay. These are all my college jobs. So the produce prep, you would go... I had to walk all the way across campus and... <laughs> it just oh my god all the way across campus like 15 <laughs> minutes um and i would go to this building and i basically had to like wash bell peppers or like huh i forgot about pick that. up you know scrape off the gross parts of potatoes that was my job for one shift <laughs> one shift one sh- i lasted one shift i was like this is awful i'm not doing this again what do you mean how so did you have to like quit that dining hall thing or what do you mean that was my shortest. I didn't really. I just didn't show up again. Ah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? This isn't for me. It then really was like a a nice job. Like it wasn't Washing that big. You know, it wasn't that bad of a job, and it was like a very solid shift. I didn't have to interact with anybody. It was great. <sighs> One shift. One shift. My that mom has short. lasted half a shift. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, where's where's Burger King?" And, uh, yeah, she never came back. So, <laughs> so it runs um, in the family. <laughs> it runs in the family. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Okay, next question. Have you ever... <laughs> I have a whole list of questions over here. Um, okay. Have you ever had a job or almost took a job that was, like, sus? You know what yes, sus means? Yes, 100%. <laughs> I know. You're like targeting me here. I see what's going on. I'm being set up for failure. I have I have a story for this one too that I can tell either before or after, whenever you want me to go. I'll I'll go. I'll go. All right. So I remember when we first moved to San Diego, I was applying for like bullshit jobs where like you'd go and sort of be God, oh, I wish I could remember the names of them. Be like, watch out for these. But basically you had like no oh, okay, I got one. So one of them was like you're in Home Depot, and you, like, try and get people, like, let me sign you up to get your windows looked at, and then we can, like, provide you a quote. So, that job, I think there's no benefits. It was straight commission, I'm pretty sure. Or if there was a base salary, it was, like, bullshit. It was. I'm pretty sure it was straight commission. Yeah. And then, um, the, like, job postings is, like, managerial. Manager- yep. Yeah, it's such crap. And uh, so I remember the one I went to, he's like, yeah, you're going to go drive to this Home Depot. You're going to shadow Joe Smith. And uh, yeah, I shadowed Joe Smith. And I was like, this fucking sucks. And I remember talking to my aunt and she's like, <laughs> she didn't want to like beat the job down too bad. But she definitely is like, yeah, this is not a good thing. Because basically they would they would say like management path and like. Yeah, you could be a manager in a year. And, like, it's almost like, it's like. It's like a real job, but it's almost like an MLM. It sort of like no, gave that no. Vibe. It's definitely not an MLM because you're not like trying to recruit people. You're. Um, I sort of feel like that's what it was like. It was though. like direct sales, but like in a very weird way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is very. And didn't uh, you go to another one that was like? Yes. <laughs> oh, so the other one, I do remember this one now. Um, so you would literally get assigned a territory. And you'd basically go into businesses and talk about their internet plan. So, like, we, I would have worked for, like, an offshoot of AT&T. They sold AT&T products, but you weren't working for AT&T. And um, I shadowed that one for a while. And it's always interesting with those things, too. If you go into these and there is, like, one or two people over 30, that gives you sort of a hint right there that 
it could potentially be one of these jobs. These, like, scam. It, yeah. It's just their, how their postings would be. It was very, very like, misleading. very, very misleading. And you had to do the shadowing, and it was, like, several hours. You yeah, did not like get day. paid. You did yeah. not get paid. Um, it was terrible. It, I remember that. Yeah, so basically those jobs were, like... I, I'm curious if it's, like, a regional thing. Like, if that's just, like, something... Well, I remember... Because, well, it's hard, though. Because, like, when we first moved to California, that's, like... That's, like, your first experience in the job market. Like, applying for jobs. I don't feel like I've seen it here, though. That's what I'm saying. But I remember... Like, I know someone who ended up taking a job. She, she like, left her very solid, stable job and, like, went to this other company and was gone within, like, three days. Because it was so shady how they i mean everything about it is shady like i think you have to be a very like top five in these to make it worth your while yeah it was a very sus sus situation yeah i'm so glad you brought those up because i totally I know, forgot about those I know. i'm a great interviewer <laughs> all right your turn okay so when i was in high school or like very very shortly after like the summer before i went to college somewhere in there um they sent this letter to me in the mail and it was like come for this exciting new opportunity we're hiring it's very cool so we went to the i went to this i had no idea what it was but it was like you can make up to you know a thousand dollars a month or something like that which for you know me was was great high school oh cool or even still in high school i don't whatever so i go to this this event and there's like 20 of us in this room and I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is about. I wonder what this is about. And they're like, this is um, Cutco Knives. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. And basically, you're going to sell these knives. And they're really, really cool knives. They're very sharp. Look at, look cut at a this. shoe in half. Look at this. It's cutting a shoe. Look. And then they cut the penny. Yeah, have you ever? No, you've never been. But basically, they, they cut a penny right in front of your eyes. And it is the coolest thing ever and i was like okay okay cool and then you have to wait and after they're done giving their spiel and like they pull people in they pull people back and so they pull me back they're like oh why do you want to work here and i'm like oh i'm really excited about expanding my opportunity la 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 and um they're like okay great come back tomorrow um for your first day and i'm like (laughs) great i got the job i remember i went home and i was like mom i got the job this is what it is la 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 and this is like the very beginning of like when you knew to like look things up on the internet yeah so i was like i was like googling it i was like oh wait mom this doesn't sound like a good idea like this sounds like like basically i have to sell these knives to my friends and family and my friends are 16 to 18 years old (laughs) and they don't need knives so mom are you gonna to buy a knife and she's like we have knives so (laughs) i always i i'm already pennies i tried she didn't care um so she was out my first customer out (laughs) so i was like man i can't do this i have to quit and (laughs) i i could have just never shown up and it would have been fine because it's not a real job and you did not even start it's like i went the next day i went the next day to quit in person well that was very so i was like going to go and like sit down and like participate in the whole day and i was like this is stupid get up and go to this man and quit so i like walk up to him i was like hey i actually can't do this my mom said no (laughs) (laughs) nice and he's like well i guess if that's what you want to do and i was like okay bye and i left (laughs) (laughs) good job mom i wonder i i feel like other people have had the cutco knife or the vector i feel like they're the same company um these knives and they like mail these letters out to these kids that's weird. I don't remember getting that. Well, you were at the township painting numbers. <laughs> I had a real job. <laughs> okay, whatever. Not Cutco. Get out of my face. <laughs> um, okay, so what is the worst job you've ever had? The worst job I've ever had? Ooh. You know, I don't think I've had a terrible job. Wow. They've all been... Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see high school i worked at tim hortons so i mean it's not anything glory but it wasn't the worst <laughs> ran my own lawn care had yeah. a township job oh i did work at the rec center and was that the worst job no that was cake job sit around and swipe people in and then clean up the 
party room after the kid's birthday. That's actually a fun job. We're not on the best job. <laughs> Fine. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I have one. I, man, I feel like I could fill a book. At the word. I've had a lot of jobs. Um, <laughs> so what happens when you only had like five. Stop talking to me. I'm going to remove you as a host from this podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, so my worst job was in college. And I had to go and call um, alumni Ooh. and their parent and parents of current students. I get those calls every week. And I had to ask for money. And you had to ask four times before you could say, uh, before you could hang up the phone. You it's had crazy. to, and they could listen in on your calls. And it's basically you, a call center for the college. Yes, and if you didn't, um, if you didn't ask four times, and they heard you not ask four times, they'd come over and say, "Why didn't you ask four times?" Jeez, and man. I remember one time. So there, there's a student who, who was going there. I don't know, whatever her name is, Melissa. And so I called and I was like, "Hi, are th- is this Melissa's mom?" And the mom's like, "Yes." And so she was panicked. Because she was like, why is this person calling? And I was like, oh, hi, my name's Amisha with um, this, whatever the company is. And we're just calling about donations for blah, 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 blah. She's like, oh, my God, she was in the hospital. And so, like, I thought this was, like, a doctor calling about something. And la, 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 la. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Bye. And I just hung up the phone. Um, I got in trouble for that. That's crazy. (laughs) And, like, people would call. So, I'm not, do you understand to ask somebody four times for money and for them to so, say uh, no. So spiel. What is it? So uh, you call, you say, hi, my name is Misha. I am calling for donations for the school. You know, we really need it so that we can help our students with, you know, bettering the university. All right. And then you would say, be the, the customer. All right. What can I do for you? Would you like to submit a donation of $150 no. today? Okay. Is there any particular reason why? I've given you enough money with my student loans. I can sure relate to that. I know I'm not looking forward to it at all when I have to pay my student loans. Um, would maybe a smaller donation of $100 be a bit better for you? I'm a little strapped for cash right now. Oh, that's totally understandable. I know a lot of people are struggling right now, but we do have a great option where you could give um, a pledge and then you can donate later at a time. Would would $50 be a, a good amount for you for that? Here's my tip for you. Quit this job. <laughs> I wish, but you know I got to pay for these student loans. <laughs> um, well, you know, we do have a special today where we are doing this, the year that the, the college was founded. So could you please just pledge $18.04 to the university? That's still a little too steep for me. I completely understand. Well, have a great day. That's what we did. <laughs> Holy crap. Imagine saying, and what? some people would be like, oh, I, I just lost my house. Wow, that is tough. I can totally relate to that as a sophomore in college. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> totally lost my dorm roommate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound like that. So it was, I hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> nice role play. Role play the, uh, of my collections call. You know, if, uh, <laughs> yeah, collections call. <laughs> Misha's great for call centers. I have done several call center jobs. Um but yeah, so that was my worst job. And I quit that one and also did not give any notice. Because that they made me crazy. cry. I went to the bathroom and cried at that job. Four times. Four times. I feel like that is even more than like real world sales. Imagine if they're giving you like real, I have so many medical bills. I broke both of my legs. Oh, wow, that is really tough. That just tells you, you about know, universities and how Something that money, helps money, our, money. our uh, students who aren't able to use both legs are the blue lights around campus. Like, this is the shit we have to say over and yeah, over crazy. again. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Some people lasted like a long time there because if you could just get over the mindset of rejection, because you didn't talk to that many people because everyone didn't answer the phone. So you just sat there and you dial and it was like robo dial and just a dial, dial, I mean, dial. And you I never left a message. I trying to join a call center. That's a good job. It, well, I hated that job. That was the worst job I ever had in my life. Um, okay, let's see. I don't know an answer for this, but maybe you do. Your best job. My best job. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, I sort of have two. Okay. So after David. I was a financial advisor, I got the um, district supervisor job, which was like a clerical job. Um our agency lost like half our staff because they fired our agency manager and like half the people basically like left with him. 
And uh, that job, it was very boring. But it was the best job I ever had. Yeah, because literally I'd sit there and read books. I could listen to podcasts. I could play on my phone. I Didn't you bring worked... your guitar one time? No, no, I never did that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I probably worked an hour to a day and an eight-hour day at that job. And so and that you quit. And I stupidly quit. I was making, I think, like fifty-four grand at that job. It like. I was like, you were 24, like 24 or something. 24, you know? 25. So it's dumb to leave that. The reason I left that job is I was so bored. Like, I did this for a year of basically. You left, but you didn't have anywhere to go. Correct. I That tells you how, like, bored I was. I left that job and did Amazon Flex until I found a new one. Oh, I forgot about Amazon Flex. Uh, okay, so, anyways, my, <laughs> <laughs> my probably second uh, best job. You know, I enjoyed running my lawn care business. It was nice because I set my own schedule. I worked like, I don't know, 15 to 20 hours a week. And for a high school student, I was making pretty damn good money. I was making like a thousand bucks or 1200 a month. Yeah. So I mean, in high school, that's a lot of money. You could do it again. I've thought about it. That'd be a nice little... But the problem is the, like, winter. You gotta basically say, make enough money to get you through well, winter. Well, I feel like in winter, you... Sh- well, it's hard, though, because we don't get a ton of snow. So it's yeah. like, you can shovel driveways, but, like, it's, it's harder. But um, maybe when you're in the retirement age, when we reach fire, you could do lawn care since you love it so much. David's a weirdo about grass. I need you to know that. Like, we go to other states, and he touches the grass. He's like, oh, I just gotta <laughs> touch this grass real quick. Like a weirdo. I like seeing what it's like. It's different. It's grass. <laughs> you know, I used to love cutting grass until last year. I had to cut the lawn like every four you or five days. You probably would like it if we had a zero turn. Oh, yeah. I could cut, cut our minutes. yard in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it would be embarrassing to have a zero turn <laughs> oh, in totally yard. Would. But it wouldn't even. You'd have to have two. One for the front and one for the back. What? Why? It wouldn't fit in the back. They make small ones. Okay, they make small ones. Uh, okay. My best job, I don't think I have a best job. (laughs) There has to be one that you enjoyed, at least for some period of time. No. (laughs) (laughs) You hate hate all jobs. My current job job is my best job. Um, And I'm okay with that. And you're making the most money, so that's sort of cool. I am, yes. So I think this is my best job. Um, it's, It's nothing, you know, glamorous. I do non disclosure agreements for a nonprofit, and... I'm really good at it. So You work like two hours a day. No, I don't. <laughs> Shut up. Kidding. I work nine hours a day. Um yeah. and I work I get every other Friday off. Um they contribute a lot of money to my four one K. They automatically <laughs> contribute five percent even if I don't do anything. And then they do a hundred percent match of well, it's a fifty percent match of six percent. So three so percent. Basically. But kind of not. I don't know. It, the math is weird. But whatever. Um Okay, what is your dream job? Ooh, you know, I'm still trying to figure that out at 30 years old. Honestly, if I could... Oh my god, I'm about to mute you. (laughs) If I could be like a successful, like for myself, stock trader and crypto trader, that is probably what I'd do. Do you think this microphone can pick up my eye roll? (laughs) (laughs) You know how I feel about that. Um, I think it's a a very... Uh, I understand that people do it. Just like people do a lot of things. Um, I don't... I, I believe that you can do whatever you want. I just think this would be the most risky thing that you ever did. Oh, and it totally would be. It would make me so nervous if you told me, like, I'm quitting my job to do that. You know, one thing I have realized is I do like the security of a steady paycheck. Because I've had jobs where it's not a steady paycheck and it is so like stressful what jobs well when i was a financial advisor that's uh, yes. then when i was like was transitioning from financial advisor to the bank uh for like six weeks i did amazon flex yeah and uber and like uber and stuff so i've i've sort of learned that i don't have the drive to do those type of jobs to make it like a 40 to 50 hour a week job that I'm making a good enough money. Yeah, I agree. I just don't have the drive. I don't have the kick in my butt to do it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's not for everybody. 
And you? So I think my dream job is really to like, I would love if refilling my wallet became something. And not even to the point where it's like, I don't want to just like sell crap, you know? I don't want to like, I'm I not- I can see you writing a book. That's kind of what I would like to do. Like I'd love to write a book and then do like talks. Ooh, I'd yeah. love to do talks, especially for like high school and college. Like Ooh. I think that would be something so amazing for me, and I think I'd be really good at it. Because um, they don't really teach this stuff. They don't. That's the, that's the complaint is they don't teach this stuff. So if I could, you know, once all of my finance shit is together, I think I'd be a a great like learn from my mistakes you know, you've kind talked, of person. You've talked about like substitute teaching. It'd be sweet if you could work out a program with schools where, like. Like a, like you come in once a week to teach financial literacy. It, I mean, that would be like my dream. Like yeah, that would be, be my ultimate. Because I don't, like I don't a need a, I don't need, I don't, I'm not the kind of person who would be like a great financial coach. You know, that's not really like in my wheelhouse. I don't know that people should. I mean, yeah, people can learn from me, but I don't know that I should do that to that level. But I would love to, you know, even I could go to libraries and stuff like and just or you know. I just, oh, the thought of like, oh, maybe Good Morning America will have me on and I'll get to like talk about <laughs> one of my crazy stories on my finance fails. And like, sure, this podcast is is for fun. Like we don't, we make literally zero dollars off of doing this. Like I could be Instacarting right now and making more money, but we do it for fun. And maybe one day it becomes something big and amazing, which would be exciting. Yeah. Um, if it, even if it's just like a pillar of refilling my wallet, like my book and my spots on Good Morning America, and maybe I could meet Regis Philbin. <laughs> is he alive? I think he died. <laughs> and he's not on Good Morning America. He is on he's like, on the Today, Today Show. Show. Yeah. Are you sure he's dead? I think he died. Well, I'm going to look it up, and then I'm going to ask you another question. I right, want you to ask, and I'll answer while you're looking it up. Great. I don't think he died. I think recently, within the past year or two. All right, whatever. Either way. Okay. He's old. <laughs> Nonetheless. Sorry, Regis. I could be on his show. <laughs> um, oh, it says death. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. He definitely died in 2020. Okay, that's what I thought. Sorry. Rest in peace, Regis. <laughs> um, okay, so two more questions, and then we can wrap up the podcast, because we, we're doing pretty good on time. Right. Um, okay. What is your biggest... Financial fail. Financial fail in relation to a job. Finance fail. Uh, I mean, it, I sort of have to be honest with myself. It's probably taking that financial advisor job as my first job when we moved to San Diego. So this was the situation. So I had a job offer at Apple, like their uh, re- one of their retail stores, but they only wanted to do like uh, is like twenty five or thirty hours a week. Mm-hmm. So it was like part time, and we just moved to San Diego, and I was like. I have to have a full-time job like I have to make <laughs> money so honestly it probably would have worked out better if I took that job because I after 10 weeks at the insurance company you became commission only so that was stupid but you know they you know got the dollar signs in my head when I was yeah. interviewing for that job and the guy's like oh yeah I made $120,000 last year like he straight up told me he's like for you not knowing anybody in San Diego, it's going to be hard. But he's like, you can do it. Um, so I should have uh, taken that It's hard because, like, no. Like, yes, that job, one, I hated that. I hate I hate the idea of what that, that is um, now, knowing what I know. Yes. But it led to, it led to your, a really good paying job. Yes. And then it, it is probably how you got to be at the bank. Like, that experience you needed some real world experience to, to get the job at the bank. So I did. And the thing is, I did learn a lot with that financial advisor job. Um, but yeah, I think I made like $13,000 in like Ooh. nine months of working there that first year. So and that, that was, like, our rent was 1300. So yeah, 131300. So that was, uh, I mean, that has to go down as probably one of the biggest, the other, Thing that I think you've gotten a lot better at that I still suck at is asking for a pay increase. When I was at the bank, they promoted me to a supervisor role, and it was only like a five grand pay increase. And there was like a kid there; he was there a year longer than I was, and uh, he declined roles because he's like, 
I know how much more stressful that job is. I'm not taking it for a five grand pay increase. Mm-hmm. Pay increase, and that job was very stressful and should have paid a lot more than what it did. Yeah. So those are my two. Those are good. Do you wait? Is is any of your financial fails when you left that company for six weeks without a job? <laughs> um. Or do you think that was good for you? Uh, let's see. I have thoughts. When you left the insurance company oh. and then you were doing nothing for, or not nothing, but. Um, yeah, that was probably dumb because I, what happened with that, partially why I left, is I always felt guilty going to interviews because my lunch was only an hour. But, like, to get there early, you do this interview for an hour. I was taking, like, two or three hours out of the day. <laughs> so I, like, felt guilty, and I didn't want to tip them off. This is my first time ever trying to leave a job. I didn't want to tip them off that I'm trying to leave, you know? I feel like your first job out of college, um, which that one was. I That was on here, too. What was your first job out of college? Um, that was your first job out of college. Um, you always... Not always, I guess. I can't... Like, a blanket statement. But people leave for thinking that they have a better idea and it's never a better idea because my first job out of college I left and I was like you know what I'm really mad because it got really busy for two weeks and I am upset about that so I decided I'm gonna go back to school and I'm gonna become a real estate agent in Ohio even though we were moving in like six months so what sense does it make to get my real estate license in Ohio if I'm going to be moving to California? Yeah. Step one. Step two, I did not go back to school. So I quit. Was gonna I enrolled in school and then I was like, never mind, I don't wanna do this. Then I went to work at Target and then I quit that job. And had a lot of jobs, then I ended up catering. Which which did lead to see this is what I feel like happens. You you quit the first job and you're in a mess. And then it leads to something better. So I did catering for a while, which then led me to be able to be a wedding planner as a side hustle when I lived in San Diego. And I love weddings. So that was an exciting period of time for my, for me. But um, You know, it's sort of weird. All these like financial fails with the careers, I think you can learn something from you each do. of them. You do. They're, maybe they're there for a certain period of time to do something for you. Know, whether I feel that's like grow no, or one, learn or... no one can convince you not like especially when in relation to a job like it's hard for people to convince you to do the opposite of what you really want to do even if it's a really dumb decision yeah one thing i was bad about the bank is when i interviewed for that like entry level job with the bank i straight up looked that guy in the face i said i will be promoted within it within a year i was the problem is i didn't get the pay i thought taking that like entry level job i thought within a year i'd be back to what i was making at the insurance company and it was not as still like <laughs> pretty low. fourteen grand less than what I was making there. Yeah, that's that's true. But I called it. I knew I could grow with that company. Yeah. I was promoted twice within like fifteen months. We are very determined people. We are very yeah. good workers. Okay, so I think my biggest finance fail in relation to a job is that when a four hundred one k was presented to me, Ooh. I never invested in it. Um, I never took any match, which I didn't have like very many opportunities for that um, in my jobs. I just That's true, I yeah. Didn't. But I also could have set up an IRA, and yeah. I never set up an, an IRA until we moved back to Ohio, which is a so, really time in the market is is you can't buy that back so that's uh one one thing good about being the financial advisor remember i did set up a few people with like a 25 dollar a month ira and they are young so at least it was something you know i know 25 is not a lot but that was five years we missed out on of even 25 dollars well i mean we didn't have the money at that time to set up ourselves for that but i'm glad we got to help some people do it well we i didn't do anything (laughs) um okay last question and then we can stop talking on the podcast um i'm sure people are ready for us to wrap this episode up <laughs> right. um okay what lessons at all like not related to finance maybe related to finance have your previous jobs or your current job taught you um if you want me to go first i can but yeah go ahead i feel like i'm kind of taking yours go ahead okay so two two things three things <laughs> your loyalty to a company means nothing who cares it means nothing like compared to what a a company's 
decisions are or their fi financial choices or their bottom line, your loyalty means nothing. You are a number, even in small companies. I have found this to be true with small companies and big companies. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, sure, you, you might find a good boss and it might be good for you, but, like, I will never again be loyal to a company. You know what's crazy for people that might have a hard time thinking that? If you died tomorrow, your job would probably be posted within two weeks. Yes. So. And I feel like, I mean, you have a pretty relatable story to that. Yeah, that's uh, my boss <laughs> at the bank. He passed away unexpectedly. And uh, yeah, within a month what's, we had. So what's really frustrating about that story is David's boss worked how many hours a week? Well, probably at least 60. 60 hours a week. And he had two kids. Two kids. And a wife. And she she worked like crazy, too. Yep. And um, he, I mean, he just gave everything that he could to this bank. And even, like, days, hours before he passed away, he's in the hospital sending, sending emails. emails. I, talk, I talked to him, like, two days before that, and he is in the hospital, like... <laughs> And I mean, like, it, he, I, I feel like he worked himself to death. Yeah, I, I truly do believe that. I, he did, I found out later he did have some, like, conditions, but the stress of his job, I definitely think put him over. Which is heartbreaking. Like, it is heartbreaking to hear about that. Like, he gave everything he could to this company, and the, the week that he passed away, they had someone, at least in an interim position, doing his job. Yeah. And I mean, even it, I remember this so clearly. They were like, okay, like they told you guys, hey, he passed away. Um, why don't you guys take 30 minutes and like just walk around or, or, you know, collect yourselves and then get back on the phones? Yeah. And then luckily they did correct <laughs> that. But so. like, think about that. Like, they. That was their initial thought. Like, their initial thought was like, take 30 minutes to get over this person that you saw every single day who really cared about you guys. I mean, obviously he did. He he's did. working 60 hours. He cares about this, this bank and the company, the people, and he's dead now. Go, go walk around the pond, maybe get a snack and please pay for it on yourself and go ahead and clock out for this and then come back on in. And, um, you can call yeah. back in. Make sure you're back in in 30 minutes so you can answer the next call. Like what? Yeah. That, that's a true story, by the way, of like, that's it, how it started. They did end up giving us the day off, and they brought in, like, a grief counselor and stuff. But, like, that was the initial thought of, take an hour, we're going to get back to work. <laughs> like, these companies, I'm just... <laughs> and he, like, sat across, like, two rows from me, so it's, it's, like, crazy. And it's not like no one else could answer the phones. Like, he wasn't in charge yeah, of everybody. He was in charge of, like... Call center, too. He, he was in charge of, like, this department or whatever. Someone yeah. else could have done this. They didn't have to close the bank. You know what I mean? Like, but whatever. Whatever. So... Your loyalty means nothing in the end. Yes. Um, I second that. And then the other thing is to not stay in a toxic work environment. Um, I feel like people forget that like bosses, managers are humans. And I'm not saying that they're humans so that you forgive them. But I'm saying they are humans and humans can be narcissists. Humans can be really mean people. Stop working for these people. What go Literally right now is the great resignation. People are leaving their jobs and finding new ones. Um, I highly recommend if you are in a toxic work environment, if you're coming home upset every single day, if you're crying at work all the time, and I know like the teachers are like staring at me like, oh my God. And if you're teaching in a pandemic, my heart goes out to you because that's an, a job that would be incredibly challenging. But uh, if you can make the change, make the change. I was going to say, I may be quoting the wrong person here, but I'm pretty sure it was Steve Jobs. He used to say, like, if you wake up and you look in the mirror, if I die today, is this what I want to be doing? If you answer that too many times, no. Get out. It's probably time get for out. change. Man, <laughs> let me tell you, get out. Like, it's not worth it. It's not worth your mental health. It's not worth, like, David's boss's life. And then, I mean, or even if, like, someone else close to you passes away and you are sitting there thinking man i really wish i wouldn't have been working all the time and i could have gone to dinner with them some more i yeah. wish i could have like you can't get that time back and i know this got like super deep really quickly but i just feel like i feel so passionately about not working your life away 
work-life balance is definitely important to both of us. It's it's the most important thing to me. Like You don't know if you're going to die in a car crash tomorrow, so I mean, you got to take advantage of the time you have with the people. Yeah. So while still doing your job and being Yeah, good be a good that. person, but yeah. I mean, the company I say like the company will stand, you know, without you. And I know a lot of people think that like if this company can't survive without me. They can. Oh yeah. And they will. It might be bumpy for a month or two, but they'll figure it out. So, I mean, they're... No. Everybody's replaceable. Do you have any lessons? You know, I sort of touched on mine throughout, but uh, I I, I honestly like what you said to finish it off. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's a solid podcast. Yeah, it was. We got got a little... uh, (laughs) We went... I feel like our... we, We bring out the emotions, so... Um, well, this is a topic we're very. Yeah, I'm very like, passionate about yeah. this. So I just, I hate. The, I'm not saying you have to work your passion, because um, I I don't. But um, be happy with your day to day life. Yeah, that's all. Be happy with it. Okay, um, <laughs> that's good. We're we're off. So all right, where can we find you? Oh right, I forgot. <laughs> I always forget that I started. Um, Okay, thanks for listening, you guys. You can find me at Refilling My Wallet. Um, that's it. Is that on Instagram? On Instagram, you can't find me anywhere. David, <laughs> David refuses to to be anything on Instagram, so you can't find him. But you can find me at Refilling My Wallet. As always. As always. Oh, that's your line. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget to refill your drinks and refill your wallets. Bye, guys. <laughs>